Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're thrilled to have everybody here tonight as they're all coming in. And may you have had a blessed Resurrection Sunday with your family, your friends, and most of all, with the Lord. And uh, I know that some of you may have been alone, but I've heard that some have been with others, family, friends, and other standers, and all of you are creative. And uh, so we just give you the praise and the glory about that. We're going to um, ask that you pray for the ones that were alone and pray that they had a very special time or will even this week have a special encounter with the Lord of a new word, a new rhema word for the ones that are defeated or discouraged. There's so many people that the devil is hitting their minds with circumstances. And we want them just to say, be gone in the name of Jesus and that they will stand on the promises of God. So we're really excited about that. Anybody want to open up their word and turn to Psalm 67? I'm going to do a little teaching on this just for a moment. And it's very powerful. Psalm 67, I want us to do, it's because I wanted to continue praising the Lord for what he has given us and what uh, God sent his only son to die on the cross. But we have eternal life when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He comes in and the Holy Spirit lives within us and we want to have us know that we know who we are in Christ. And Psalm 67, the first thing we can do when the enemy hits you with discouragement, defeat, uh, any sorts of the, uh, Bob's wrote a, a devotional, I almost pulled it out today, with all the deeds of, of defeat, discouragement, depression, and all these things can happen. And what we want to do is we want to defeat it with the word of God, but we also can defeat it with praising the Lord. And praise defeats the enemy. And uh, so we want to go to Psalm 67, and I'm going to start reading. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us that your ways may be known on earth your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the people praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest. 
our, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us. And all the ends of the earth will fear him. Now I'm going to skip and I'm going to go right on to Psalm 68. And it says, may God arise. May his enemies be scattered. May his foes flee before him. And smoke be blown away by the wind. May you blow them away as wax melts before the fire. May the wicked perish before God. May the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. And we're going to be emphasizing that tonight. I'm going to be talking about joy and a few other items about it, but, and, and about the fruit of the Spirit. But I want you to know that let's memorize or, or learn or highlight or circle uh, Psalm 68, verse 3. May the righteous, we who are in Christ, that is righteousness. We're to have a, a live a Christ-like life. We're going to talk about that tonight. And rejoice before God. We're to praise and rejoice before God. Yes, we can tell him everything. He knows everything. But we need to remember, we need to praise the Lord. And then, I think these two words, I did not put them in there today, but the Lord had me see them and be happy and joyful. Can we examine our hearts tonight? And can we say, Lord, am I walking around and radiating the Lord Jesus Christ to everyone? Or am I living a defeated, discouraged life with by my face? And you know what? All of us have trials and tribulations. The Lord tells us we're going to have trials and uh, tribulations. And James, he said, be joyful about it. And here again, it says here, be happy and joyful. So I know when the Lord really hit us with rejoice, it was because he gave me Philippians 4. Rejoice, I say it again, rejoice. Uh, God is near, but be, but be joyful. We were to be rejoice. And the reason he gave me that word was because I've been crying at the altar every day and all the time, and, and he wanted me to praise the Lord and not always have the darkness on me. Darkness is from the enemy, Right? Darkness is from the enemy, and we need to say God is able. God is in control, and we can be joyful. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you, thank you for this glorious holy week that we have all had. Many of us have gone to services on Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and then Resurrection Sunday. Lord, we have all worshiped you and have asked many people to go to church with us many of us have and and we i know that standards around the world were asking their family members lost loved ones and their spouses to go and lord i've already got one email that that i saw that was saying that one spouse was able to be with her husband for dinner last night so that is just the beginning of the testimonies. Lord, we ask that you would go to all these men and women and lost loved ones in our families around the world 
And we ask that you will keep on keeping on of speaking and nudging and wooing them to be obedient, to humble themselves and cry out, Jesus, help me, or I need you. And Lord, we are just asking that we're not going to just stop now praying for salvations. We're going to be praying for salvation so I go home to see you. So Lord, I just pray that we'll have a continue, a mighty harvest of souls being touched this very week. How many went to church yesterday, but they had to think about what the pastor said. And I know of many like that already. And I just pray that you will start, continue to touch the hardened heart and soften it to a heart of flesh. I pray that you will take the ones that have never surrendered their heart and life, the ones that say they're atheists, they're agnostic, they're all everything, but they don't believe God created the heavens and the earth to that extent. Lord, we ask you would touch all of them in a special way to reveal your presence. And we just pray your presence would come in tonight. Come, Holy Spirit, and speak to us personally. And may we get you to fill us up with the joy of the Lord. And you are our strength. And we'll just give you the praise. We'll give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Tonight we're going to be singing some great songs. And this is Amazing Grace. It's the first one. And Mighty to Save is the second one. And uh, we're really excited about the, both of them. So I hope you stand up and worship the King of Kings.
seated. Well, guess what? It is not all about us. Did you guys know that? We are singing for the glory of the risen king. Not for my glory, not for your glory, not for the glory of your spouse, your children, the Facebook group you belong in, the people at work, or whatever it is. It is for the glory of the risen king. And if that does not give you enough motivation to get up, slap a smile on your face, and kick the devil in the behind, and move on. Can I say behind? Sorry, internet. (laughs) You can just, you got to do something else. You guys got to get that. You got to get that motivation to get mad at the right people, and that people is the enemy, and not your husband. Well, I am Lori. Sorry, I just thought I would tell you that. I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter. For those of you that I haven't met, we are glad that you are here. Um, I hope you all had a wonderful Easter and a wonderful time to not wallow or think about what wasn't happening in your life yesterday or what didn't happen because you couldn't be with somebody you wanted to be with, but instead really focusing on what we were celebrating, which is the one person that defeated death because nobody in this room has defeated death. No other God, small g, that other religions worship has defeated death, not one, but our Savior has defeated death, and you just cannot top that right? You cannot top it. In Luke 23, during the crucifixion, you probably read this. Hopefully you guys spent a lot of time last week. We challenged on um, Facebook and on our share wall, we challenged people to get away from yourself, step away from your problems, step away from your complaining. If you stop looking at yourself for a few minutes and what's happening or not happening, and you really step out and spend time really focusing on all the events that that we were thinking and reflecting on and celebrating last week, it's amazing. And and, um, verse 34, Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Father, forgive them. That is so hard to pray for our enemies when they're hurting us, when they're wounding us, when they're beating us, to say, Father, forgive them. But that's what our prayer needs to be. And I, just like childbirth, I was thinking, I, I was listening to somebody tell me about their birth story this weekend. And childbirth, you go through nine months of waiting. And then you go through a painful experience, and then you have this beautiful baby. And just like what happened to Jesus, he went through months, knowing years, knowing what was going to happen. He had a horrific accusation against him. He was beaten. He, he was crucified. And then Saturday was the day of waiting, right? After, after the crucifixion, it was the day of waiting and thinking, it's over. It's, it's over. It's done. And yet Sunday came and everything changed. And that's just like standing for your marriage because it might look like the nail has been put in the coffin, like it's over, it's hopeless, it's dead. I'm telling you, if I had a dollar every time somebody would write us and say, I think there's no hope, I, I wouldn't be here. I'd be probably traveling the world somewhere. But anyhow, it, it, people say all the time, I don't think there's hope. Like I think mine's the situation that's too big for God, which if you think about that is kind of funny because your problem might be horrific, but it is not bigger than God and what he can solve. And so when, when we go through this, and just like the crucifixion, and if you relate that, you're having your time of waiting right now if your spouse is not home, or if you're not having communication, or if there's another person that your spouse has married, or there's another person they're involved with. But then Sunday's coming, 
And that's that time, it's beautiful. I wanted to share with you before I give the announcements, this is all just free stuff. I'm just supposed to make announcements, but <laughs> they give me a microphone, so I'll just talk. Um, you guys may have seen this. It was, um, actually, no, it wasn't even in a testimony. It was a, a lady that wrote us from Utah, and this is what she said. My marriage was a wreck. In 2013, we filed for divorce. Our children were three, four, and six. Our six-year-old had so much hurt in his heart as suddenly his father was never in his life. My children and I moved into a two-bedroom house in a relative's basement, and it was hard. After seven years of not working, I had to find a job. My husband wasn't helping us financially at all. As a matter of fact, there were times I even had to help him pay the rent. I had so much hurt and hatred and anger in my heart. I was working nights to support our kids, but it was physically and emotionally draining. I found Charlene's story and I began to pray for restoration. And it was hard and ugly at times because it's hard and ugly to pray for somebody who looks hard and ugly, right? You're, you're praying for what God's going to make them, not who they are today. Um, when people talk about their suddenly, it happened to us in 2016, and here we are, two years later, and more in love than I ever knew we could be. We're both teaching Sunday school together, and we are a healed family. I never thought I could trust him. I trusted God now. I trusted God, and now I trust my husband also. Isn't that wonderful to hear? And that's what God can do, is he can turn it around. Beverly just bumped into somebody when she was at the mall that, that shared um, that her marriage has been restored for many, how, how many years did she say? Many. She, she used to come to Rejoice Pompano back in the very first location, and her marriage has been restored for years and years, and she said, we're doing better than we ever could, but when she was attending Rejoice Pompano, she was just like you guys, where it looked hopeless, and it looked like the nail has been put in the coffin, and it is dead. So anyhow, it is not about you, it is about God, so let him have the glory for what he's going to do. Shine your light because you never know who is watching and what testimony you are to them as you go through this. So I hope that encourages you. Um, I'll get to my announcements now. <laughs> um, in front of you, you have a couple of prayer cards. And those um, ladies might be saying, why do I have a prayer card that says praying for your wife? But... My mom wanted you to have it because if you go through those prayer cards, they are wonderful prayer prompts to help you. And even though you're not praying for a wife, um, she's encouraging you, pray those things for yourself and pray that God would make you um, into the woman that he would have you to be and into the wife that, that he would have you to be. And then also um, partnering with God in the struggle over sin. So this is another great resource um, to, to have. And we have extras of these of different titles. So on your way out, if you stop at the front, table um, they are out there um, did you guys get an email survey from us in last week or so last two weeks um, thank you to those of you that have filled it out it's very helpful for us to just be able to evaluate things and just to know where we're going what we can do how we can improve things and and how we can meet the needs that you guys have so it'll go out in your email again tomorrow if you didn't take a chance to fill it out yet um, you can go online and fill that out and for those of you um, watching on YouTube or on Facebook we love you but it doesn't apply to you so it's just for the the local people in the room here. Um, you also have a yellow prayer sheet in front of you, so if you have a prayer request that we can um, update for you or you have a note that you need to get to the office privately, you can use that prayer sheet and leave it at the back table. 
And um, we like to update the prayer list that you take with you. And we appreciate you guys praying for each other. I know some people, I was out to dinner with the men recently, and they were saying how some of them have it on their kitchen table, so they pray for it. Um, pray for the names on that list every morning when they sit and have breakfast. Others have it in their Bible. So you're being prayed for by people in this room, even if you don't know who the person is that's sitting across the aisle. And that's wonderful that we can do that for each other. Um, do we have any birthdays or anniversaries in the month of um, April? Birthdays or anniversaries? Okay, let's do birthdays first. So April birthdays. No April birthdays. All right. April anniversaries. Jay, okay, we'll start with, well, we'll raise your hand if it's your anniversary. I'm sorry, we're not going to go through it individually, but raise your hand if it's your anniversary. Two of you, perfect. Well, happy anniversary. And um, your gift is an item from the bookstore. So on the way out, you can grab a book or a CD and do not hesitate to celebrate those anniversaries. My mom celebrated all those anniversaries when they were apart. And then when they remarried and had a new anniversary date, we just added a new anniversary to the calendar. So she, yeah. We said we're only celebrating it once, though. You, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so celebrate those anniversaries and, and remember that. Um, I wanted to just take a few minutes, and we're going to have a time of prayer. And as we were just talking about, that's what's most important. You know, it's so wonderful that we have the chance to come and fellowship with each other. The Bible says that we need each other. You know, we can't sit in our living rooms just watching, you know, pastors on the TV. We need this fellowship together. But what's most important is our fellowship with the Heavenly Father, because that's where work happens, where change happens, when we fall on our face before him. And um, my husband Scott and I recently led a group of teen boys at a retreat. And I was telling, they put me with the boys, which was funny, because usually I have a group of girls, but they were short a leader for the boys. And they were like, well, you have sons, so would you care leading it with Scott? I'm like, no, I love the boys. It'll be fine. But I was telling them, because, you know, guys are usually too cool to do things, especially when they're teenagers. But I was saying to them, if you change your position physically when you're praying, that God will change the position of your spirit so often. So, you know, you come to, to God with a hard heart, and you're thinking, I don't even want to pray for my enemy. I don't want to pray for, for this person or for this situation. But we, we challenge them, get on your knees in your bedroom before God. Lay on your face before God. Lift your hands when you're praying. Change your position physically so it changes your position of your heart before the Lord. And I would challenge you to do that also. If you're feeling like you're struggling and praying, it's not easy to pray for our enemies and to pray for the people that are hurting us, but prayer is so vital. And um, we're going to just spend a few minutes now in prayer. And we like to just, for those of you that are new, just get into groups of like two or three tops and just pray together. And we don't even need to really spend time sharing the circumstances. You can even just pray for yourself. And the person you're praying with will, will hear what you're praying for and be able to lift you up specifically um, in the coming weeks. But we're just going to spend a few minutes, um, not just catching up and chit-chatting with our friends, but just really having a time of prayer before God. So if you would just get up, um, men, if you want to kind of meet over in this area where it's bigger and you guys can all pray together, we love our men that come to Rejoice Pompano. Um, today, um, Dave, who you men will remember from Virginia, wrote us and um, sent us a picture of four guys in Virginia that, that meet for breakfast. They just were able to meet on Saturday, and they are standing for their marriages. Um, two of them... 
Two of them are in the military, and so you can imagine there's a whole set of other situations that come when you're a military spouse and, and the moving and relocating away from where your spouse is because you have to keep going with your job. So anyhow, I was just encouraging to see not only these men here that are standing and, and having a resolve to pray for their marriages, but across the nation, the men that are coming together to do it. And you know what? One day that could be your husband's ladies. So that's what we're praying for. So let's spend a few moments just praying together.
Heavenly Father, as we come to you tonight, Lord, we thank you for the gift of prayer. God, we thank you for every man and woman that's in this room tonight and for the different homes and families that are represented. Lord, we come from different walks of life, from different career paths, from different nationalities, but Lord, you are the one thing that binds us together. God, I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us. And if I was the only person that walked this earth or one of these people in this room was the only person, you still would have sacrificed your son for us. And Lord, we thank you for that. God, I pray for each man and woman that's in this room. Lord, some are in this room tonight just reeling over the grief and over the announcement that their spouse has been unfaithful or is leaving or has rented an apartment. And God, others are in here and they're weary because it's been years that they've been praying and waiting for restoration to come to their family. And others are in this, this room knowing that they have a spouse at home and their marriage is restored and they're working towards having the marriage that you want. But God, God, whatever the situation is in each and every family, Lord, we know that you are capable to bring about what you desire in our homes. And God, that's what we ask. We don't ask that marriages are healed and homes are healed so that we can be glorified for the stand or glorified for what we did while we were waiting. But Lord, we ask that it would be restored so that you can be glorified. We want people to see the power that you have through the trials that we go through. God, we pray that as we go through trials that you would just give us the strength to be able to endure them. I pray that you would help us to just take the... Um, eyes off of ourselves, Lord, and, and to just be looking to you and looking for what you can accomplish through this. God, I pray that you would give each and every person in this room a renewed strength and a renewed passion to go through and, and just to um, stay committed to you and stay committed to you even in the hard times. God, we'll thank you and we'll praise you and we'll give testimony when um, you bring about good in our situations, Lord, and I pray that we would constantly be looking for that, to be looking for answers to prayer and to be looking for the way you're moving. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in this ministry. We thank you for what you're doing in the lives of the men that come to Rejoice Pompano and so many men across the nation that are becoming men of God, that, that are standing up and proclaiming in our churches and proclaiming to their spouses that they've failed, but they want to start over and they want to do it the right way. And God, we pray that every man, whether it's a man that's standing for restoration or whether it's a man that is a prodigal right now, would stand up and accept that challenge to be the man that you wanted him to be. God, we know that they're capable to do it. We know they can do it through your power. And so we ask that that would happen. Lord, thank you for this time to get together tonight. I pray that as we continue to worship, that you would be glorified in what is said and done. In your name, amen. All right, we're going to sing another song. Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. His body Drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb. The ancient sea. 
Amen, amen, amen. Oh, the music, the worshiping, the King of Kings. We are blessed. May you can have a seat. And uh, we just praise the Lord. Praise God. What an awesome week we have all had. I pray you have had a special, special week with the Lord. And if you didn't, and if you haven't had a special week with the Lord, start tonight and make a commitment. Say, Lord, I want a special week with you. And let's pray for the Holy Spirit to really speak to your heart and to really wor- and turn on worship music. Turn on whatever kind you have and the different variety of singers and worship the Lord. I, when I leave my music on a lot, and the, the kids will come in, and, but I have my music on. Um, and it just, I almost did this today. I, I'll tell you what I was going to do. I was going to write the title of the songs I was listening to this morning and just how they just flowed. And, you know, they were just coming, you know, not scheduled of any way because I, I shuffle my my songs so that they don't come the same one right after another the same way. See, you all know that. But I, I had to learn that. But anyway, <laughs> I, I have to learn everything. But anyway, that's great. But I shuffle mine. So they come at different times and different ways. And, you know, the Lord just has a way of putting the music or a message to you. Different days at different times. Let him minister to you in music. Because it is beautiful. It is a beautiful way to do it. So anyway, I just pray. I want you to want to be with the Lord. And that he speaks to you and you have a special time. As you read, if you may have a calendar. You may have a planned calendar of, of how to read the Bible through in a year. You may do it in a year and a half, two years. Or you may just want to do in the New Testament at the beginning of the year. Or however you do it. Psalms and Proverbs are very good. I love them. But I challenge you to go another level. If you haven't gone, if you don't read a, uh, only a verse a day or a devotion a day, add a, maybe a half a chapter a day of the Bible. Or go a full chapter a day. I challenge you to do more. More than you've been doing. If you will, you will be blessed. You know, not blessing God, but you will be blessed. But do something a little different. And like Lori said, get in a different position. Read more Bible or do something else different. Um, but there's many different ways of doing it. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Ask the Lord how he wants you to do it. He, what book of the Bible should you read instead of uh, different ways like that? So anyway, I challenge you. This year, let it be more about the Lord and not more about what's going on in my circumstances. We want the Lord to be our spouses our, and our strength and our deliverer, our defender, our advocate. But we must know him to be able to believe he is able And if we don't know him well enough, and the scriptures that you open up the Bible, and literally is the scripture that you needed that day, 
then you're going to miss out. And you are going to be wounded and hurting and bleeding. And whereas the Lord is saying, I want to be your Lord. I want to be your Savior. And I want to rescue you and hug you and love you. He even wants us, it says, I had another set of devotions I did, about resting. And we are to rest. We're not to kill our body working 24 hours a day. And uh, so what I'm saying is, let us get everything in, in proper order. And that's another thing. Get your house ready, because you do not know. After Easter, what God has been going to be doing and has been doing already on Easter. And that is what I'm saying. So we're just excited about what God is going to be doing in the future. Lord, we just praise you. We praise you. We love you. We worship you. God, we just are amazed the plans you made for your son because the, the Israelites were disobedient and there were so many things going on. And we look at today and have we changed that much? Lord, I ask you to just touch all of our standards who are wounded and bleeding tonight and heal their wounded hearts. Heal their hearts and may they walk in victory to know who they are in Christ tonight. That they're overcomers that they have victory because of our Lord Jesus Christ. You have paid the price. You have defeated Satan. And Lord, I pray for whatever issue or problem or circumstance, whatever it is, unspoken request, Lord, we ask that you would minister to them and give them hope, a rhema word this week, or the answer to their prayers this very week. People can't pay rent, can't pay electricity bill. Lord, may you be their source. May you open that doorway and open it up, and we just will give you the praise and the glory. Lord, you are God that answers prayers. You're a God who hears our prayers, who sees us, knows us, and knows everything about us. Now may you meet all the people around the world that are listening to this, and may you meet their needs. And Lord, we just thank you for all the technology that we have to be able to send this around the world. And we give you the praise. We give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Choose to live a spirit-filled life. That is my title tonight. And we have been um, praying and we've been doing daily devotionals all about the walk of Jesus that he had to make. And we talked about um, the different days of what happened on those days. And, and Mary Magdalene and, and the oil put on him. And, and there's so many parts that are special. And you may you have your special chapters. I like reading all four chapters of the Gospels because everyone is different. There were four different writers. And they saw it four different ways. Or one wrote short, and the other wrote in detail. And so I hope if you haven't done it, you can uh, do it this week because we have just come from it. And uh, 
And I hope you all went to a service. I was blessed this year. I decided I just want to be filled up to overflowing. You ever get where you say, Lord, I just will open up my arms and let me receive it. And so I had somebody ask me to go to Monday, Thursday service, which was um, a drama team with soloists and singers and everything put on the whole uh, life of Jesus. And it was beautiful and awesome on Monday, Thursday. Then Good Friday at our church, we had a communion service and a sermon, and it was packed. And you love to see the churches packed with people, do you not? especially at this time. And then Sunday morning, I went to Lori's church and was with her family. And then um, we all got together and had um, a beautiful day together. Jesus is alive. He is alive. And he arose. And we need to remember that. And we need to recognize that so strongly that you can say to somebody that is hurting, I'm going to pray for you. It may be somebody at work that is hurting, and you just go up to them quietly sometime when they're not around anybody and say, I heard what you were saying. You know, I'm going to pray for you. And that's all. And then if they come back to you, then you can deal with maybe saying, I'm different, or they're going to say sooner or later, you, you're different. And then you can mention your Lord or give them a prayer card or something on what their issue is. We are just know that we are victorious, and I want you to live victory in the dark days that you have. The dark days you have, turn on that music, and don't think God couldn't bring your home this very day. He can. But we have to trust him to know what is the right day, the right hour, and the exact moment that he or you, uh, your wife or your husband is to come home or you're to go there for some meal that you're going to meet him at, and God is going to all of a sudden put the marriage right back together again. We have to believe and trust in the Lord. So that's a big thing. So while we're waiting, what do we do? We're going to live a spirit-filled life, and we're going to have, um, uh, we're going to go and talk about something that we really haven't talked a lot about. Um, I'm of different scriptures tonight, so um, hang on. There are a lot of scriptures. I'm, I'm going to apologize that, but I'm not going to apologize because as far as I'm concerned, I could just stand up here and read the word, and you would be touched more than me speaking. So I'm going to praise God on that. Have you lost your joy through your marriage restoration? Well, through the process, have you lost your joy? How many are you? I'm, I'm not going to raise your hands. Don't raise your hands. <laughs> I'm, involved, I'm not even going to go down that road. But I can say I lost my joy when I was standing. But so you, I can say why we have rejoiced, as I said earlier. But I believe that when I, when I see people and I talk to people, that sometimes I can see that they've lost the joy and they, have not, they don't have that hope anymore. They're not believing. And who does that remind you of? 
Now, it's, well, let me put it, it, was, it is in the story, in the Bible, and it's after Jesus Christ arose, and there was one, oh, okay, I heard somebody, Doubting Thomas, yay, okay, there's many of us that have been doubting Thomases in our life. Now, there, it, could be, it could have been when you never were not married, and you might have been a doubting Thomas, and you weren't going to get married. But there, I love that part of the story of the resurrection. When he was, saw Mary uh, Magdalene first, you know, I wonder, we, could, we can play act. And we could have said, why didn't he see his mother first at the, at the tomb? Why was it Mary Magdalene? And, you know, we could go all through all these things. But that's what we're doing right now. We're play acting how my husband or wife is going to come home. It's not going to be that way. If all the ways you plan it, I can tell you from personal experience, it didn't happen any way I thought. The time I thought, no. God threw a curveball, and it was a home run, but it was not one day. And it was in the middle of work. I would have never had Bob come. He knows what I had to do at work. He, I mean, you just would not plan it that way. Downing Thomas did not think he was going to be gone that one night, and all of a sudden... He got mad because he said, I'm not going to believe it till I see it. And, you know, I'm not going to go into Doubting Thomas because you all have read it, you've all heard it, and how many of us have, have admitted that we have been a Downing Thomas sometime in our life. But the Lord said, blessed are the ones who believe and do not doubt. So I want to get rid of that D tonight. I want to get rid of that doubt, discouragement, depression, any other words that... I'll use another word. And this is not for you, it's for somebody else. Despair. We've got to get rid of those Ds. And the devil, we could throw that one in too. That would be a good one to throw in. But we need to do that and... What we want to know is that we want you to be able to be a victorious Christian while you're standing. Some of you are only standing a very short time, and some are standing longer. And we want, as a Christian, to radiate Jesus Christ. And God has an assignment for us while we're waiting for our spouses to come home. Some of us are we're raising children. Some of us were working two jobs. Some of us um, are having to move and sell their house. There's all these different circumstances. The point is, the most important thing is that we do it with the joy of the Lord. And we have a peace that's beyond understanding. And all these other things. And this is what I, you know, I, we've been reading the uh, surveys, and I appreciate the surveys. because, And I'm so proud of you. Because one of the things you wanted is spiritual growth. Wow, that's just what I want for you. I want you to grow spiritually. There is nothing greater than to grow spiritually. 
and seek the Lord because he's going to take you to a new level and you're going to grow and you're going to be ready to deal with different things that you have to go through. It's, Satan is out to steal, kill, and destroy in John 10.10. 10. But God says, and I, he's come, Jesus has come, that he may have life. And we have it in NIV to the full, or our King James Version, New King James, says abundantly. I like abundantly. And you know, because it just seems like it's overflowing. And that is what I want us to understand. A lot of us, including me, say the enemy's out to kill, steal, and destroy. Well, finish the rest of the verse. You know, and let us give the devil a black eye right then with that verse. You what? You lost. Amen. Because, you know, we go quoting that John 10, 10, half of the verse, but we forgot the rest of it, where the devil got a black eye and he was defeated. The devil was defeated. And so we want you that some of the other ones, the other popular one is the, the battle of the mind and different um, emotions that you all are having is that you want to learn more about that. So we are, are praising the Lord and we're going to strike and start tonight. Jesus died on the cross, but he died on the cross for you not to be defeated. He died on the cross for us to be victorious. So can you write down victory? Because we need to live in a victorious, Christ-like life with victory in our life. And ask the Lord, well, how am I to have a victorious life? Ask him. Write it down in your journaling. And ask and see what he says to you, what scriptures he gives you. Because I'm going to give you two tonight, and you can do more homework later. But we're more than conquerors. In Romans 8:31, it says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's a good one to memorize. And then Romans. 837 says, no, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. God loves you. God sent his only son down on earth to walk the streets with being a child, being 12 years old and staying in the temple and the, they couldn't find their child and didn't know where Joseph was for three days. You know what? We have got to remember that Jesus Christ paid the price at the cross, and he was willing to do it. You know, Peter was great there and, and, all, and said, I'll, I won't, I'll, I'll die with you in all this. But what did Peter do? Peter was like, it reminds me of me or you, where that we can say, I will not fail. I, you know, I, I'm not going to give up. But... Then when the time comes at, there's somebody that we're having trouble with, and he denied Jesus three times. But then Jesus afterwards, well, those 500, those 
40 days, he met over 500 people, and he walked and met different people, and sometimes didn't even recognize them until he said something special on the Demaeus Road. So what we're saying is, Jesus is right there with you. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is going to go right in there and live with you. And he's living with you, and that's how he's speaking to you, and he's going to tap you and say, zip your lips, or he's going to say, whoops, you said something you shouldn't have said. So now you get to go and pick up that phone or write a note or something and say you're sorry you said what you did to somebody. Now, I know that never happened to you either, but it did to me, so I just thought I'd share it. But, it, you know, the be it's better to zip your lips than have to say you're sorry for all the bad things you said. So, Or with a tone to it. That might be, you know, another problem you might have. But what we want to do is Satan is out to give us lies. He lies to us. He's a liar. He's the father of all lies. And he's out to give us half-truths. Who does that remind you of? Eve. And we want not to be Eve and fall into that trap where that he is going to deceive us. And we do not want to be deceived. And I was deceived. I divorced my husband because I was deceived because I listened um, to other people's opinions. So what we need to know is we need to know the truth. And the truth will set us free. Truth is going to set your spouse free also. So my question is, Another question is, are you walking around with an attitude of anger, bitterness, hatred, brawling, slander, malice? But are, or instead, are you being kind and compassionate to one another and forgiving? Lori already mentioned that tonight, what Jesus said on the cross. Forgiving each other as Christ has forgiven you. We've got to remember that you know what? God, Jesus really turned the other cheek, went the extra mile. He could have said all the things that they wanted him to say. But he knew what his assignment was. We know what our assignment is. Do you know your assignment? You've, I, most of you that ever have been in this room or get a devotional from us have found it by accident or given a friend gave it to you and said, I think God really wants me to give it to you. And, and that's what happens. And we need to understand that that's, as you proceed a little bit further and you start reading the devotionals or the other, the testimonies, that'll get you going, of how God will, uh, that is the most popular page, by the way. But, um, you know, but we love giving you dessert first, you know, to tell you, you can do it because so many other marriages have been restored. So we know that it's going to work. But we need to live and choose that we will live a Christ-like life and we will radiate Jesus. You know why your children need to see Jesus in your home? The children need to hear Jesus when you're talking to your husband or wife or get out of the room and get out of their earshot because monkey see, monkey do, you know? And we don't want them to do that. We've got to pray for restoration. And we need, the children are the victims, as we have all said. So are you living as children of light? And that's my question. 
Joy is a part of the salvation in Christ that we, it's living within us. We just have to, to ask the Lord to bring it up and out, you know, that we will choose to say no to the anger, no to the bitterness, no to the hardness of heart that maybe we've developed. And my question is, do we have a hardness of heart? Have we become hard-hearted? due to this circumstances or that circumstance or to this area or to that area of that person, you know? What has triggered you to say, I have a right? No, we don't. We really are supposed to live a Christ-like life and not act like somebody that we are not recognized as a Christian, you know? So what I'm asking you is, will you do a self-examination this whole week of asking the Lord, show me where I need to be changed? Do I, do I, where do I need to change? Now, this has been a week of uh, soul-searching already, so you may be better than you were last week, so that's a huge praise. But we're asking you that we want you to start this new year. We're still in a new year with spring coming. To pull the weeds out of your heart. Do some weeding for the spring flowers that I love in patience and all the flowers that you can plant. And, and I love doing that. So when you're ready, start <clears throat> wanting to fix up if you go up north, who's from up north? Oh, a lot of you. So you know what happens. The snow finally is going to leave New York area, and, and they're finally going to get the, see the grass, and uh, where they've had the snow for feet high, and all of a sudden you're going to have all the tulips and all, what are some flowers? I'm not from the north. Okay, what else? Lilies. Tulips. What is it? Blue bonnets. I haven't heard of that one. I don't even know what that looks like. I gotta look that up tonight. I know the butter. <laughs> it's, that's not the same, right? I didn't think so. So, what we're gonna do is everybody up north is going to be pulling weeds and getting everything ready to plant all their flowers or bulbs or whatever they're doing. We're going to be pulling some weeds in our heart. And we're going to say, Lord, show us what we need to do. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And that's what we want. We want God's grace of the Lord living in us, God's grace and mercy. And we want the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We just got to know that, that we're all, we've got that all in us. And, and I know that if you haven't heard, there are three movies out. And we are so blessed. I know I'm a little bit older than you, but there were a period of time we did not get Christian movies out at all. We had a lot of other stuff, and I am telling you, we are blessed 
to have them start now coming out. It used to be once, one a year you could get to see, or two a year. We've got three we could all see within a short period of time. And since some of you may be not reading or, or have, uh, you don't have a, a phone that must have uh, all this advertisement, I'm going to tell you, just in case. Because there's a story of Paul. That's the title of it, Paul. That's a new one coming out. I haven't seen it. But I heard it was good. Have any of you seen Paul yet? Oh, my gosh, good going. Did, was it an A? A, okay, good. All right, I couldn't imagine Paul not having an A, but uh, since he wrote 13 books in the Bible, I thought he'd have an A. But anyway, um, and then God is not dead, a light in darkness. How many have seen that one? Not as many. Okay, that's good. I haven't seen that one either. I'm going to the movies this week. I, I, I had other things going on last week, but boy, I'm going to the movies this week. I have seen, I can only imagine. Oh, wow. God is good on that one. That if you have gone through any sort of childhood experiences or abuse or anger or bitterness, just any molestation, any, anything of incest, anything where you have been wounded by a mother or father or both, <coughs> excuse me, go see that one. That is a powerful, powerful one. Um, and it really, uh, I cried through the whole thing, but that doesn't take a whole lot for me to do anyway. But I, uh, I cried through the whole thing. Let's turn to Philippians 1, please. I love the Bible. I love reading the Bible. That is my prayer for you tonight. My prayer is that while your daughter, or and I, I want to mention children, there are some of you that have teenagers or young adults that are um, on drugs, and and even in marriages, they even are on pills, and they're they're. Um, prodigals. And you know prodigal 15 is, was a child. We talk about prodigals and they're older. So I want you to say that number one, we want to know that I hope you hunger and you grow, you grow in the Lord. I always say hunger and thirst for the word of God, but the Lord told me today, no, I want you to love the word of God, that you enjoy reading it, so that when your spouse comes home, you will continue that habit. It's not a temporary situation. Does that make sense? I, I pray you will find the time to do it. Okay, you ready? Now, Philippians 1, 3 to 6. I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy. Got the word? There's the word. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now we're going to keep on reading, okay? It is right for me to feel this way above all of you, since I have you in my heart, 
For whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ. And now, some of you have printed out under, under resources the personalized prayers. Now, here is one of them. It's, Paul has written many prayers, epistle prayers, and it's, this is a prayer you can put your husband or wife's name in it or a child's name in it, brother, sister. How many of us yesterday were praying for lost loved ones? Many of us. It didn't have to be a spouse. We're praying for lost loved ones that have never known the Lord. And so let us continue on this week. Let's not stop praying for that. We want a, a really a mighty harvest soon. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more. Now, this is Paul speaking to the, all the saints in, at Philippi. And he's saying that his prayer for that church was that their love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Well, we need insight about our families, don't we? So that we may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And that, oh, that scripture you could teach on for just that. Because I want you to have wisdom and knowledge and the depth of insight of what God wants to show you, teach you, and change you to be a man, a woman of God, what your assignment is now while you're waiting for your husband, your wife, your child to come home. We want to know, and, and then we need to do an examination because it said we may be pure and blameless, and you're going to hear that tonight in many of these scriptures I'm going to share with you tonight. Pure and blameless. That's our, that is an A. It may be an A+, plus, but it's an A for a Christian spirit-filled life. And I want you to examine your hearts. Are, we, are you we're pure and blameless? You know where pure is? Pure heart. Does that ring a bell? Psalm 51. Psalm 51, where David had committed adultery, had committed murder, he cried out and asked for God to give mercy, have mercy on him, and give him a pure heart. I pray for that frequently. I do. I pray for it frequently because I want, I feel inadequate to do what I'm doing and give me the wisdom, give me knowledge, give me a pure heart because I, I don't want to stand up here with doing, hiding something. So we want to pray for a pure heart for all of us, pure and blameless, until the day of Christ, that, until the rapture comes, and filled with the fruit of righteousness. And the fruit of righteousness, we're going to deal with just a moment, that comes through Jesus Christ. But we, when the Holy Spirit, when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit's within us. We're to live a Christ-like life in right living. That means we don't live one way at church and one way at home. Did I step on your feet yet? I'm trying, but that, that's what that means. 
We don't need to have two different personalities and two different things. And, and men are going to strive to be the, the spiritual leaders of the home and, and, what, and not be, be soft and gentle. And if he does lose his temper with anything, that they will go and apologize afterwards. And women, we have to do the same thing. Even if we are talking to our spouse who has gone and, and, we, and are, we're divorced even, you, if, if I had, uh, I really maybe didn't answer right with Bob and, and I may have said something to him, the Holy Spirit, I hang up that phone. Yeah, I didn't have a cell phone. Um, I hung up the phone and the Lord said, you really didn't handle that right. You know, send him a card or or uh, call him back tomorrow when things are settled down, and uh, you have to maybe, maybe go another day or two, you know, who knows? God will tell you, but then apologize for your tone and your wrong words you said. We have to do it. We need to repent, and we need to say, get away, devil, leave me alone. Let me have me pray while I'm talking to my husband and wife, and may I not say words that I need to ask God about. Sometimes we're so busy trying to, I, I was a defender. I was always defending myself in case Bob was trying to tell me I did something wrong. And I was a defender. Do you, is anybody else a defender? Oh, good, I, okay. I, I definitely was, I'm, I was a defender. I think I probably still am now because I wanna, I wanna add a but to something if my kids say something that I, about, something at work, I want to go, but maybe I can do that, you know. But I, I have a but I need to leave a lot out. Do you have any, any of you have any buts? But, you know, we want to, but this is my defense. Get rid of the buts and pray about it and then ask the God to change their hearts and minds. Has anybody heard of sanctification? Good. Because that's our goal, is it not? We are to be Christ-like and sanctified and justified. And we don't use those big church words because I don't like to quote big church words in here because we're not in church. But I decided today was a perfect night to start with words like that. We need to be sanctified. We need to be responsible for how we live and walk and talk while we're gone, while our spouse is gone. So turn to 1 Peter 1, because that's a book that talks about sanctification. And I'm going to give you the meaning to sanctification for the ones that haven't read a dictionary. 1 Peter 1, while you're turning to it, chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. Uh, sanctification means to be holy, to consecrate, to separate from the world. Separate from the world. We're to be different. Jesus was different. The disciples were different. They noticed they were different, and we're to be different at work. Are we not supposed to be different? We're not supposed to tell dirty jokes. We're not supposed to, you know, I, I was... Um, Mother, they called me Mother Teresa when I worked for 25 years uh, for the cardiologist when I was the administrator. And, uh, and the doctors 
would literally, if they would be all grouped together talking, they would go by and they would joke, hi, Mother Teresa, or something. Because they were, they were, I was, they said I was able to get peace and, and no, with 50 employees, I could, could get peace and everybody would be laughing or something because they were having a problem with somebody and I would have to correct them. So, but they didn't have, I, I said, just fix the problem. Don't be mad, and everything works out, and it, it worked out. So the b bottom line is, 1 Peter 1, 3-9, may I challenge you to be set apart from sin so that we may have intimate fellowship with God and serve him gladly. So in 1 Peter 1, 3-9, may I read it. Praise be to God of, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy has given us new birth, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's so key. You know, and, and read it again later tonight. Read all of Peter this week. It's a short uh, chapter, uh, a book of the Bible, and then go to Second Peter. You would be blessed. But it says, and then this mentions uh, giving us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance Inheritance, we all know what that is. If my mother died or your father died, we all have an inheritance. And there, we can have an inheritance as a child of God that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power. Comprehend that, that we through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. There's that word again. In this you greatly rejoice. Joy. So now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. You have never heard me say this is easy. Standing, I do not say, or waiting, on your spouse is easy. But I will say God will give you grace and mercy, hope and strength that you have never known you had. He will give you blessings upon blessings. Keep a, a, a journal of just answers to, to prayer. Lori gave me um, a book. I don't have the book of it. I just thought of it now. But it was a, a book where you had uh, put um, just lines of paper, a story about it, about being kind, of all the kindness and, and blessings that you have. I think there was a thousand, is it, Lori, that you wrote down in that book? So was it a hundred or a thousand? Yes, one thousand. One thousand we were expecting. Now, I, I'm going to tell you, if you had that book, you would be able to fill it up in your lifetime. You will be able to fill it up because God's nuggets of gold are blessings and he's doing things, but you got to keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Did that car just miss hitting you today? Or did you just miss hitting a car? You know, think about it. Think of all the little blessings that God gives you. I have a thing about getting a parking place, um, and God gives me often the first or the second parking place, and I'll always say, thank you, Lord, 
And, and I just say, thank you, Lord. I should have written it down in that book. See, we need to open our eyes. Open our eyes to see what God is doing and not all of what the bad is doing in your life. You're looking at all the bad. I want you to change your demeanor. Like Lori said, position, I want you to start opening your eyes and see the good. And then it says, you may have to suffer grief in kinds of trials, but there's going to be a rainbow at the end of every trial, is there not? When you have the rain come, how many of us have seen rainbows? How many of you all have seen rainbows? Have you had it at a special time? Yes. Yes, we have. And that is a nugget from gold. That, you write it in that book. So they have, we've, it says they've come so far that your faith of greater worth than gold. Your faith is of greater worth than gold. It's, can you imagine that? Well, let's say we put down, increase my faith, Lord. Because my faith is really weak right now. And I'm, we want our faith to increase and grow and, and get in that garden that is a beautiful, strong flower and bush or whatever you're planting that is worth is greater than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And it says not soul. So it's souls. Our goal, you know what our assignment is while we're waiting? Our assignment is to pray for the lost, all the ones that you know around. You know, you've got your spouse and your family. Get your range bigger. Think about the different countries that you may know. Or God opens up a burden for you for, for um, all the different people. That I, I, Bob, and I, and Lori, and Scott, and many others, we have orphanage that we pray for and help. And you know what? That The thing is, is they all come in. One, I have a picture says that they, these two children were living in the woods before they were given to the orphanage. So we need to pray for all these different people and they get saved. And it's not just adults, it's kids. We want the kids and the teenagers and the young adults to come to know and have an on-fire relationship with them. So what we were trying to say is that we, and, and if you read all of 1 Peter, it talks about in verse 13, be holy, therefore prepare your mind. And one wrote, the battle of the mind. And how many of you have a battle for your mind of all the negative things that are happening? Is that a, is that a problem? Okay, so we know so let's read verse 13. We have to, what's it say in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 and 5, take captive of every thought and make it obedient 
to Jesus Christ. Take it captive. Say, whoa, Satan, get away from me. It was like him just come knocking in your mind and you tell him, flee from me right now in the name of Jesus. Turn on a, a music or quote greater, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Or go back and say, I'm a conqueror in Jesus Christ, you know, and, and God is with me. Take and memorize these scriptures and let us know that we can be holy and prepare our mind for action. And we have to be holy. We have to be prepared for our mind to be for action. Be self-controlled. And that's an important word for you, okay? You're going to learn it in a minute. Self-control. We have to take ourselves and be self-controlled. You want your children to be self-controlled and sit in that chair and behave in church or at school? I want you to be good. I don't want all those other words or little words. Um, my grandson is in uh, kindergarten, and he tells me if he's been in the red section or the green section. <laughs> what, 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 are your, what are the S's or what are the other ones that you kids get? Nobody gets any bad scores on your... Huh? Okay. Red card or green. But when they get into high school, what do they get? Oh, that's the word I wanted. <laughs> you may get, the older you get, if you are not learning to be self-controlled, all of a sudden, we are now getting detentions, and that is a bigger consequence. So we want you to understand that. And that's what Jesus is telling us. Be holy. Therefore, prepare your mind for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, now are we obedient? There's another word you can write down, obedience. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Now read that again. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Meaning, you know what? We were being disobedient. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So this, you know, in verse 25 it says, For the word of the Lord stands forever. The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands firm forever. What promises? What promises, standards? So sanctification, is. I wanted you to understand, is um, how important it is that it's a Christ-like living, that I've just given you little bits to get you going for you to read the rest of this week, that you can go uh, on it. One way, and there's three, uh, a couple of verses that I'll give you that we have used before. It's Matthew 22:37. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. That is one of the tests of where you are with sanctification. If you're loving the Lord with all your heart, 
soul, and mind? Or are you angry? Are you bitter? First, I'm going to read um, some scriptures. No, I'm not going to read scriptures. I have a list of scriptures that I'm going to just read to you, and, you, and I'll give it to you. And, and if you want it, I'll get it to you later. Are you blameless and holy? 1 Thessalonians 3.13. Perfecting holiness. I mentioned that already. 2 Corinthians 7.1. Pure and blameless. Philippians 1.10. We did that one. Set free from sin. Now, this is one you're going to want because we want not only you to be set free from sin, but we want everybody else set free from sin, including your husband, your wife, and the other people in their lives that should not be there. So, so set free from sin, Romans 6, 19. Die to sin. We conquered it. We've got victorious. We've and we crucified that sinful nature. In Romans 6, 7, and 8, it talks about crucifying the sinful nature, and then it talks about victory. And died to sin is Romans 6, 2. And in slavery, um, what we got to come to the point is we want to leave, have our righteousness lead to holiness. That Christ-like living, go one step further to holy living, which is what it said in 1 Peter. Obey his commands. How often does the Lord tell us to do something and we don't do it always? I know you may not have that. Like, you should do this, or you should do that, or you should write a letter, or do something at church, and you, you just, you talk yourself out of it. Or sometimes, um, um, we don't zip our lips when we need to. Sometimes we need to do an act of service for someone. Like, take a loaf of bread, or go next door to somebody that's sick and take something over there, take a dinner over to them. Or you are at church, and there's a list for serving, taking something over, watching children if somebody's in the hospital, an act of service. Obey his commands. If the Holy Spirit gives you an urging, a nudge to do something, that would be a very good thing to do. So obey his commands, 1 John 3, 22. Overcomes the world, and we know who is the overcomer, 1 John 5, 4. So sanctification is something that I wanted to bring up and teach a little bit about tonight because we want you to know that there is victory in Jesus Christ and he is living within us and he will empower us to do this. How do we know? Because um, it tells that in Galatians. In Galatians 5 is where we turn next In Galatians 5, I could teach, I love Galatians. I love the Ephesians and all those short books of the Bible. But I love Galatians 5 because it says at the very top is for freedom that Christ has set you free, us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again, again. That's a word, again, by yoke of slavery meaning you could go back into a habit 
or anything into a lifestyle that is not healthy. So we have to beware and, and watch out that, um, and pray for our spouses to be totally delivered and set free from any doors they've opened up to close them completely. Pray for their salvation, or if they've already been saved, that they will, um, the backslidden that have gone on a wrong detour road will uh, be um, recommit their heart and life to the Lord, and that they will totally shut all these doors that they've opened up when they were on, out in the world. But what we want to know is that on Galatians 5, you can turn to it it's, and turn to verse 16. And let us read there. On stat, in fact, I'm going to go back up to verse 13, which I do. I'm, I should have put down. Sorry. You are my brothers. We're called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Now, Romans 6, 7, and 8, if you've all read your Bible, is about crucifying the sinful nature as a Christian. We're saying no to the flesh, and we're learning to be more Christ-like. But it says, rather serve one another in love. And this is what I want to say to you tonight. We're going to talk about, just for a few moments, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit is going to be read to you in just one moment. But we're asking you to do a self-examination now at the closing, is where are you? We, we want to crucify the sinful nature in you and me. I pray against that. But we also want our spouses to crucify the sinful nature and, and say no to the temptations of the world. And um, so it says, um, crucify and do not indulge the sinful nature. The entire law is summoned by up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, is that who are you biting or devouring? Watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So it says, verse um, 16, so I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Live by the Spirit, okay? And I said, choose to live a Spirit-filled life. That was the title so what we're trying to do is say, crucify the flesh tonight. We want the flesh not to walk. We want the, the, our spouses see and hear and hear from the kids. Boy, mom and dad, the, if mom is really different. Dad's really different. Or the mother or the mother-in-law will say, wow, you, you should, or father-in-law, you should see your, your husband. He's totally different. You know, you, you should consider going back home, you know. You're, that's what you're praying for. So it says, so I live by the Spirit and will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit was contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict. They are in conflict, and we know that. So do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under law. Verse 19 is going to probably describe your spouse. Now, hopefully not you. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, 
Now, it might hit some, some of them might hit our feet, step on our toes. Jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy. How many of us envy where our spouse, well, I will say where my spouse lived, or envy what they're doing, where they take the vacations or the trips. Am I, is that not true? We might envy where the, how much money they're spending or what they're doing or where they're living or where they take, and I'll, I'll tell you another one that was, uh, really hurt me, was is that my husband was a Disney father, Disneyland father. He took my kids everywhere on weekends with the other women's children, and they had six of them, and they went and they did all the fun stuff. And what did I have to say to my kids the following weekend? We don't have the money, so we can't go do those type of things. Is that not, does anybody get, does anybody have that in your life there? You know, so we've got to understand, we've got to not look at what they're doing and saying, Lord, speak to them and bring them home, you know, and pray for them. Because it does. These are situations that we have to get, lay it at the altar, lay it at the altar really fast and say, I'm not even going to look or think about it. Take captive every thought obedient to Christ. Drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not, will not live, will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what the Lord says, not me. But the fruit of the Spirit, and that is where Jesus Christ, we accepted him as Lord and Savior, and there we have the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So my goal now is for you to seek to the next few weeks and months is that we're going to become single-minded. We don't want, what is James says? Don't be double-minded. What does the enemy do to our minds? He constantly may be having you think of things that hurt you and it stirs up the anger and all these other things. So this is saying in, in being uh, spirit-filled and uh, walking with the spirit and having uh, the sanctification that we're talking about is that we say, be filled with the fruit. You're filled up with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is love. It's single-minded. We say no to the sinful nature, and we say yes to the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we say, yes, I want to radiate the love. I want to have the joy of the Lord in my heart and life. I want to have the peace that is beyond understanding, as it says in Philippians. I want to have faithfulness. I want to be faithful. You know, I want to be able to live a, a Christ-like life and be faithful in, in, in uh, doing that. Kind of, I want to have patience. Now, I'll say patience. You have it probably already. I can say every one of you have that because you have endurance. You're long-suffering. You're being slow to anger or despair. So do you all have that? I think the majority of our standards are very patient. And so kindness, not wanting to hurt anybody or cause them pain. Goodness, 
zeal for the truth and righteousness. You hate evil. You hate wrong. And then faithfulness. We've already done gentleness. With, is, you're with strength and courage. And self-control is mastering one's own desire and, pure, and passions. So, and, and self-control is, says in um, a book I read, including faithfulness to one's marriage vows. And it's also purity. And you all have that. And if you don't, that's where we're going to go up higher. So this is the end. Where are you? Are we, are we, where are we supposed to be? Are we walking by the Spirit? We're not going to gratify the desires of the flesh. We're going to be tempted. Devil is never not going to stop tempting us. But God is greater. And we can say no and we can learn what it's, it's going to be. John 16, 33 is my last scripture. I told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So let us examine our hearts. Let us say, crucify the sinful nature, Lord. Crucify my sinful nature in my husband, in my wife. And my children of teenagers that are becoming rambunctious. And, but, Lord, fill me up. Fill me up with the Holy Spirit. He's living inside you. We just have to work on it. Lord, thank you for tonight. Lord, there are husbands and wives all missing in this room. And a lot of people on vacation. They're coming back from seeing their family members. Lord, we are just asking you to be with us, to live a spirit-filled life, and that we will learn to take control of our tongue, take control of our actions, get rid of the bitterness, the anger, the hatred, the jealousy, the fits of rage, any and all of these things, which any and all of us have done one time or another. May you touch us and change us. And Lord, let us live a Christ-like life that everybody says you're different than you were. Make us more like you each and every day, Lord, that our husbands and wives will see and they will know that we are different. We're real. We're not wearing a mask just to go to church. We, don't want, we want to take that mask that we put on for church and we want to put it on and have it become us. And we're true. We live a Christ-like life. And when our husband comes back or starts to come back and test the waters, you can start talking. May we start talking about praying. Can I pray for you? And may we start praying and praying that they will want to pray and pray they get saved, and they'll be sanctified, and they will then start having the Holy Spirit speak to them of change. Lord, we want a marriage to be built and rooted on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. We don't have to doubt that the Lord's going to bring him home. We have to stand and wait while we have to build an ark 
and wait for your perfect timing. We know that if we take a detour road, we are going to be like Jonah. And we may be thrown out of a boat and, thrown, and caught by this large fish to get our attention to say, you're on the wrong road and bring us back to our senses. Lord, we're asking you to change us, mold us, make us to be all that we need to be because, because you died on that cross and you arose, you defeated Satan and you want us to walk like you walked and walk and read the red in the gospels and that is how we're to live. So, Lord, we're asking you to mold us and make us to be more like you each and every day. We ask that you would go touch our husbands, our wives, all our lost loved ones, and may we be an example, and may we pray for their salvation, and may we pray you remove the other man, the other woman, or whatever has got them an addiction to any of the drugs or alcohol or gambling. Lord, we ask you would break the curse of addiction and throw it to the deepest oceans and set them free. May if they have to go to a rehab, may they go to a rehab. Whatever needs to be done for the restoration, may the, they be willing to go to counseling. May we do whatever needs to be done to rebuild our marriages. Husbands and wives are starting to come back and test the waters. Lord, we pray for you to touch the non-covenant marriages, bring them to their senses, and escape from the trap of the enemy. May they see the mistakes they've made, and may they flee from the enemy, and flee from a counterfeit, and bring them back home, and we're sitting here waiting, and we'll give you the praise, and we'll give you the glory for that. We ask you to be with Paige, as we mentioned earlier, to be with her tonight, and be with all of our sick people that are sick, or children, or family, or loved ones that are sick, that are on our share wall. We pray you will block and cancel all these divorces that are on our share wall. And may they be restored before the divorce. And we will give you the praise and the glory. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for all that you're going to do this week and the weeks to come in these marriages that are on standing firm on the solid rock of Jesus Christ and bless us as we go in our separate ways. May we radiate our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <coughs> now, and I'm going to do something different. You know me. But we're going to sing one last song instead of praying I know we have, been, um, we have been saying how awesome our God is. Tonight, and instead of closing, I want you to personally pray for what your need is. But remember now, for, for what you're facing this week or this month, let us sing this song, and then we're going to go eat and mingle and, and see people. But let's sing this song to who we serve is an awesome, mighty God. That's how you're going to be able to do all that we talked about tonight. Somebody lift your hands as we celebrate the greatness of our God.
great and he's greatly to be praised. This the worship song that says this, our God is awesome. He can move mountains. Keep me in the valley. Hide me from the rain. Come on, our God is awesome. He heals me when I'm broken. Strength where I've been weak. Forever he'll reign. Come on, say, my God is awesome. He can move mountains. Keep me in the valley. Hide me from the rain. My God is awesome. He heals me when I'm broken. Strength where I've been weak. Forever he'll reign. Come on, if you believe it, lift your voice and say it.
believe that? Do you believe it? Then we are going to be able to handle any circumstance. We can wait for however long. We can pray for others. We can serve the Lord. But we can wait. And we can see our prodigals come home. We can see our teenagers come home who have been in drugs. Don't give up on anybody. Nobody. We can do it because we're going to believe that song. He's awesome. He can do anything. I am telling you, we have got to just stand firm, read that word, and believe it. And turn on your music. And if there's nothing else but this song you're going to listen to, you're going to listen to that song. And we're going to have our prayer partners, uh, Deanne and Beverly over here, praying on this right side. And we're also, my right, let me put it that way. And we're also going to have Lori at the table for any new people and I'll tell you what we have available for you. And I see old people, friends, haven't been here in a while, and praise the Lord, God brought them back in, and I'm just thrilled to death for all of you have come. Listen, don't give up. I know some of you are going through a lot of fiery trials right now, but don't give up. God is awesome. He died on the cross. He paid the price. And what he has written in that word, he wants you to say, I can handle it. You just got to walk the walk. Walk that unconditional love and all the other parts of it. But crucify that sinful nature that you're battling with, with your, your children, with your husband or, or in-laws or whatever it is. But then loose on yourself. Loose on yourself every day the fruit of the Holy Spirit that we walk in love and joy and peace and patience, that we radiate Jesus 24 hours a day because there's going to be somebody that knows you or knows of you and can see you act like the other side. We don't want to be the sinful nature. We want to act like Jesus. What would Jesus do? That's your challenge every day, and it's worth it. Because we don't know what tomorrow brings, that if we're going to be alive or dead, so we better be accountable for ready and we stand before God. Okay? So I love you guys, and go to your places and get your food and fellowship. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.